Welcome to the worship of God at Northminster on this, the third Sunday in the sacred season of Advent, the pink candle of joy lending its voice to the already burning duet of hope and peace. Our hearts made glad today by the service of lessons and carols, led by our choir and the orchestra, and by those who will read the lessons between the carols, which will come between the lessons, an advent convergence of truth and beauty, beauty and truth. As we gather today on this sacred and significant third Sunday of Advent, we are mindful of those who are only hours away from us, who are staggering and reeling, suffering and struggling this morning in the aftermath of this weekend's tornadoes. We hold them in our hearts. We try to imagine how difficult life might be for them as we sit in this beauty and comfort. We know that some of you have loved ones and friends who live near to the most affected areas. Our church is eager to help. Because of your year-round generosity, we have resources with which to help. And so we will count on you to let us know what you hear and learn from loved ones and friends who live in the most affected areas. And then as a church, we will do what we can to help where we can. So, if the flame on the pink candle of joy seems to be burning a little lower than usual at times, it may be because of the great sadness which is beyond the orbit of our particular life together and because of the sadnesses which have entered the orbit of our life together this very week. On the other hand, if at moments the flame on the pink candle of joy seems to be dancing a little higher than usual. It may be because of the rose beside the wreath, a sign to us that since last we met, our family circle has been redrawn, this time to take in little James Alston Owen III, whom we, along with all of the Garraways, McMillans, and Owens, welcome to God's world 
and our lives. As many of you know, the basic form of the service of lessons and carols began to take its shape in the late 19th century when Christmas carols were first beginning to be allowed in the church. And then the service of lessons and carols reached a somewhat settled form in the early 20th century. While today's version is adopted and adapted in some ways, the opening proclamation which Major read, the bidding prayer which Leslie will offer, the closing prayers, the music and the readings have all long been a part of this more than a century old way of anticipating the coming of Christ. A service of lessons and carols which will be for us an altogether vertical moment in our otherwise often horizontal lives. An hour of worship in which we all might find comfort and joy, hope and peace, strength and rest for the weak and the world which waits. Welcome to the worship of God. Dear people of God, in this joyful season, let us hear once more the message of the angels, and in heart and mind go to Bethlehem and see the Son of God lying in a manger. Let us hear the story of God's loving purposes as told by those who were led by God in bringing about the glorious redemption brought to us by this holy child. Let us pray. We remember the needs of the whole world. We pray for peace and justice on earth. And we remember especially those who are victims of war and strife. We pray in Christ's name for the poor and helpless the cold, the hungry, all who are sick and who mourn, the lonely and unloved. Finally, we remember all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore, and in a greater light, that multitude which no one can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom in the Lord Jesus we are one forevermore. And now, to sum up all these petitions, we pray the words which Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen.
the first reading. There was a priest named Zechariah, and he and his wife Elizabeth were both righteous before God. They had no children because Elizabeth was barren and getting on in years. While in the temple, an angel appeared to Zechariah and said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you will name him John. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. It was on the eighth day after John was born that Zechariah and Elizabeth took their newborn son to the temple to be circumcised. There Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for we will be given a mighty Savior. You, my son, will go before the Lord to prepare the way, and you will be called the prophet of the Most High. The dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and to guide their feet into the way of peace.
The second reading. The angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word.
the third reading. In that region, there were shepherds in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Fourth reading, and suddenly 
There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. Eternal and loving God, 
as we pause to continue our worship through the act of offering gifts to your church. We are mindful of this season where for many of us there is a custom of offering and receiving gifts. In this season, we know that the best gifts, the ones we most like to give and the ones we most like to receive, are gifts into which has been put much thought, energy, and effort. This morning, as we prepare to offer our gifts, give us pause to invest our thoughts, energies, and efforts into our act of giving. May our giving be filled with hope peace, and joy. We lift these gifts and this prayer to you, O Lord, in the name and spirit of Jesus the Christ. Amen.
the fifth reading. The inns are full, no man will yield, this little pilgrim bed, but forced he is with simple beast in crib to shroud his head. Despite not him for lying there, first would he is inquire, an orient pearl is often found in depth of dirty mire. Weigh not his crib, his wooden dish, nor beast that by him stand. Weigh not his mother's poor attire, nor Joseph's simple strand. This stable is a prince's court, this crib is his chair of state. The beasts are parcel of his pomp, the wooden dish his plate. With joy approach, O Christian folk, do homage to thy king, and highly praise his humble pomp, which he from heaven doth bring.
the sixth reading. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Israel with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, at Bethlehem of Judea, as it is written by the prophets. Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I also may go and pay homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
the seventh reading. The shepherds praised God for all that they had seen and heard. The angels sang, Gloria in excelsis. The magi fell down and worshipped the newborn Savior. Come then, let us too go yonder. Here let all, great and small, kneel in awe and wonder. Love the one who with love is yearning. Hail the star that from far, bright with hope, is burning.
As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of response. All of us gathered here are grateful to all of you who have helped us to be centered and grounded. You have helped us to heal a little from the week which was, and you have helped us to prepare for whatever is coming next by these gifts that you have so faithfully prepared and beautifully offered. We are all deeply in your debt and grateful to you. As we prepare to go, we invite you to center your hearts around the closing prayers, after which the congregation will recess following the choir and the ministers. Loving God, who makes us glad with this yearly remembrance of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, grant that as we joyfully receive the Word made flesh as our Redeemer, we may one day with sure confidence behold the Son of Righteousness, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Go now in peace according to the word of the Lord. For your eyes have seen the salvation which has been prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of God's people Israel. May Christ the incarnate one fill you with inward peace and love and the blessing of God Almighty, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.